Love burgers and pizza. Wanna see me eat some? Can't get enough of that meat. Yum. Chili cheese fries and some Mr. Pib. I need tacos with a nasty dip. Pico de gallo, mayo or dryo. Hot sauce or barbecue straight from Ohio. Homemade coleslaw, fuck Boston Market. Junkie blue cheese range into five star bread. Only one time was in Peter. Hello and welcome to Bring a Plate. My name is Peter Taggart. And I'm Rebecca Shaw. It's very robotic this time. And, and I'm, I'm Rebecca, Rebecca Shaw. Shaw. That's, you've replaced me with a robot God, shit. If only. <laughs> I wouldn't have to come here. That's yeah. nice. Um, Beck, we are here uh, in Queen's Park. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All uh, parks are Queen's Park yeah, when you're in it. For the March in May, which I understand is happening. Yeah. Today. Uh, it's Defin- good. <laughs> Definitely happening today. Definitely happening today. No one's arrived yet. No. It's a little weird, I have to say, I because... Know. There are some really annoying progressive people who are always early. So. <laughs> like me. People were preparing this uh, march before Tony Abbott got in. <laughs> he, yes. Um, but have you got your signs out? Excuse you? <laughs> <laughs> I only write things on my breasts. Oh. and then I, It's like at baseball games when guys have a letter written on yes. their chest, but I have a whole sign. But I don't understand, like, how... Like one letter per breast, just no, <laughs> no. My breasts are quite big, so it would be okay. I can write a You've whole got a paragraph. <laughs> Here are the fifty reasons. To and that is up. that is how you wrote your thesis at uni. Yeah, I just handed yeah. it in. <laughs> I just you walked in, in, took my shirt off. I failed. Oh, they start. called. <laughs> I've got my signs. I've yeah. got um the classic um down with this sort of thing yeah. i've got uh, i've just got an office one from office work this is blank because you know what sometimes it's m- most powerful to say nothing that's true and you I've say it got, best when you say nothing at all as ronan keating famously said famously yeah and i've got a uh this one actually just says a visi i forgot to write something on this one um but look powerful i do hope they all become memes i mean that is the purpose of these matches is it not <laughs> You're so cynical. I know. Look, I I didn't. Uh, I'm attending the match today. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Uh, I haven't. I, I've attended marches before. Have you? I Gay I, ones. Fuck off. No way. <laughs> I don't care what those cunts do. Um, I. <laughs> I. <laughs> and gay cunt is not a slur. If we've learned uh, yes. anything, Miranda Devine has told us that it's not a slur. It just no. means you're silly bugger. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bugger doesn't, bugger doesn't mean anything no. either. Um, <laughs> but I have attended, but I'm trying to think back. What, what marches? I think I maybe rallies. I did. I did a death, death, a death is, rally. This is cheery. A death in custody rally oh, at yeah. my very first year of uni, and I think I kind of dropped off because it wasn't super fun. <laughs> it didn't give you the the friendly boost that you the, wanted. Yeah. Um, I went, I think, and stood around with people in Toowoomba when Pauline Hanson stood around. <laughs> I was too young to know what was real. Politics really, yeah. in action. Yeah. 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 Into Wombo against Pauline Hanson. Um, sorry, guys. This is my phone ringing because this is Telstra. It's Pauline. Uh, my, my bill is literally two days overdue. And in the last two days, they have called me 12 times. Are you serious? Yes. So if you're listening, fucking Telstra, stop calling me. Switch to Virgin. They stop let you calling go. me. Calling call me. me. Please stop, stop stalking me. Stalking me. It's a fantasy. Fantasy that, that you have with me. <laughs> What are we talking about? Um, the I feel like we went from a tangent to a tangent tangent. <laughs> well, we're never getting back now. Um, we're never getting back. This was boring. Anyway, we're here. When is the march against us going to be? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Beck, I did want to talk very briefly. Last night, you did mention to me that you have a horror dental van story. Oh. And so I thought we would kick off with that. Great. Can you recap well, it for do, us? Well, does everyone all over Australia and the world have dental vans that go out? Or is it just rural I think schools? it's rural. So in my experience... Um, we had a dentist in St. George on and off, but because uh, people are so inbred in St. George and have such poor teeth, <laughs> and look, I'm, I'm, my perspective is I have very poor teeth. Uh, there's no excuse. I was brought up in a good home. I didn't like brushing them, and now they look like tombstones and my mouth is a graveyard. So That's what all your exes have said as well. <laughs> oh, you think I have exes? <laughs> <laughs> good. This is um, working then. Um, <laughs> 
But no, we did have a dental van that would come around to the school. I think offering maybe free dental services yeah. was an air-conditioned van, very unfriendly dental nurses. They were always um, – because they came out to my school yeah. and they always were, like, smoking outside. <laughs> so – Dental van. When I was in grade – I think it was grade five, mm-hmm. I lived outside of Toowoomba in a tiny school and the dental van came. I went and got the checkup. And they said, you have a tooth that has to come out. But they were going on to the next school. So, they did it on the road? Like, you were in the back (laughs) and they were, like, dragging the van up the highway and operate? (laughs) There was, like, um, police escort either side. Um, No, but so I had to go the next day. And I can't remember why I think she had to work. But my mummy couldn't come with me, even though I was getting a tooth Mm, out. Poor little baby. Yeah. (laughs) So, and I have a history. I have... um, a bad reaction to anesthetic, okay. so it does. It either doesn't work, or I get really sick. I'll take a note of that, especially, <laughs> especially dental stuff. Like I have to get a billion needles, and it okay. still doesn't work. And so they're pulling out the tooth, and they'd give me five needles, and it was still oh. painful. And there's nothing they could do; they just had to wrench yep. it out. And I was like screaming, and the nurse <laughs> said to me, um, "Um." I know it's hurting, but we're bringing the grade ones around to show them the front of the van, so you have to be quiet. Oh, my God. No way. This <laughs> yeah. is like when Scientologists give birth. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no screaming. Yeah, oh so while I'm wrenching out my tooth with no anesthetic, they had to, I had to be quiet as well, and I was, like, That's crying. Awful. I was traumatised. I think, I think I said it was in a dental van, but it could have been... Uh, could have possibly been in an alleyway in St. George. <laughs> but I, I had to have a tooth extracted when I was a child. And uh, my dentist wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure where she went to. I feel like she went from scrap... Cornflakes boxing. I feel University. like she went from scrapbooking right into dentistry. Because <laughs> like, she had about the same skills with her hands. Like, <laughs> and, and she took my tooth out in about eight pieces. Mm, it cracked cool. and, uh, and she dug around inside there to okay. get all the little shards yeah. out. So that was my memorable But do you know, I, bl- I do... Because my teeth are terrible as well. And I blame that experience. Because like, I didn't go to the dentist. Yeah, let's blame them. I didn't go to the dentist again for... Like, yeah, it's their fault, not ours. No, I went there for like 15 years. I didn't go back to the dentist. I was traumatized. Yeah, how dare you guys? Beck, I do want to move on because we have a couple more things I did want to cover on this mm-hmm. week. Um, first is uh, Dolly Parton has sold her Los Angeles home. Yeah. Um, now, when I saw this headline, I was like, I wonder what Dolly's place looks like. I thought you sent it to me because it was like amazing, like really cool. Uh, and Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. why I did send it to you. <laughs> Uh, it is amazing. You can't say it's not amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's on sale for $1.4 million. So cheap. It's in a trendy part of West Hollywood. That's so cheap, I think. Do you think, having seen the photos? Or? You could do a lot of... I've been watching a lot of million-dollar listing New York, <laughs> so $1.4 million would get you nothing. Yeah. Um, I'd actually, you know what? I'm going to hand you this. Um, I did print out a couple of photos, and I want you to explain to the listener. Now, this is a photo of the guest bungalow sort of thing in Dolly's <laughs> uh, West bungalow. Hollywood home. Um, it's, West- all, it's all one room, I should mention. But can you tell me the items that you see in this picture? And West Hollywood's the big gay area, It's a big gay. It? It's very trendy at the moment, I believe. Um, so what's in this picture? There is a hideous bed. <laughs> yes. Um, next to the bed is a recliner. Mm-hmm. Like a, the, like a lazy boy. Yeah. Yeah. Next to that block, next to that is a table with a lamp. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be blocking access to a um, cupboard with a microwave on it. And yes. C- cupboards that you can't open because there's a lamp and a recliner. And to the right of that is a refrigerator. Yes. And like beh- a hotel room. Yeah, but smaller and everything is in and the also- way of each other. And behind the recliner... Mm-hmm. Is a toilet. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Next to the head of the bed behind the recliner. Now, what is separating the toilet from the bed? Um, Would you say it's like a wooden screen? Not a wall. But it's not a screen to protect the toilet. It's a screen for the room behind the bed. Yes. Yeah, so there's really nothing in between the toilet no. and the bed. No. <laughs> so... That's handy. It's handy, but would you want to shit? (laughs) (laughs) 
Would you want to shit two feet away from where you're about to have a microwave meal? Is is my question. In a you're way, like, in a some, way, you're heating up something of your own two oh feet God. away. But some people would be like, "Do you want to shit two steps away from where you have sex?" But you're like, "No, do you want to shit two steps away from where you heat up oh, a burrito?" What's more disgusting. <laughs> I think shitting shitting two steps away from where you have sex is less disgusting. Some than people shitting. shit. Where they have sex. Yeah, so. some people love to play with yeah. shit during sex. If Bernard Gain has anything to go by, all gay men enjoy fecal play. I thought you were going to say he enjoys. I thought, don't get out of oh, podcast no. suit. Of course he doesn't. In- How dare. He doesn't enjoy anything weird. He's so normal. No one, no one is saying, for the record, that Bernard Gaynor loves poo-poo play. No one's saying no, that. Never, I would never, I would never in imply my life, it. imply... <laughs> That he loves getting shit on in bed. I no. have never said that in this show. No. And I never will. No, never. Anyway. anyway. Uh, <laughs> Dolly Parton. It's a very beautiful home. I should it's also not, mention it's... It's, <laughs> it's really hideous. It's, every part of it is every hideous. Every part of it. Do you it, know what it reminds me of? Yeah. It's like if my nana wasn't poor. Like she, she could have... buy anything that she wants, but yeah. she'd still buy cheap shit. You yeah. know what I mean? But she my, could buy all the cheap shit she wants. My nana's house, yeah. she collects porcelain dolls. Okay, that's not creepy. No. no, and so you walk in and there's a wall full of porcelain dolls. And if you go to the toilet in the middle of the night, there's like a hanging clown porcelain doll. Oh, no. It's terrifying. And she always threatens to leave them to me when she dies. And I'm like, they'll go straight on eBay. <laughs> It, it does seem like it's like I can buy anything I want, but all the stuff I want is hideous. sold at like a very cheap homeware shop oh. in like the worst strip mall in Hollywood. She doesn't live there. I think she lives there part of the time. Why, Dolly? Like when she's in LA, she would stay there, no. I imagine. So go onto the Daily Mail website, find <laughs> these photos. Uh, it's probably sold already, but if not, put in a bid. Buy it for us Buy and we'll, us. we'll live, there. live there. I don't care. I would live there. You can have the shit bedroom. <laughs> That's okay. I would never... No, I'm not going to say that. Uh, <laughs> I also want to talk about very quickly, uh, did you see uh, Jeffrey Edelston has a new daughter wife? Yes, I did see that. He's just all about true love. <laughs> yes. I didn't know that he and Brent... Br- the other one had Brin. broken up. Yeah. That's sad. It is. Did you ever watch My Bedazzled Life? No, Peter, I didn't. That's I'm sorry. Gabby, her name is Gabby Greco. She's like a New York club girl. She's 24, which is the same age as me. Oh, and uh, look at you. And look at me and look at her. <laughs> Our lives are running parallel to one another. Um, it's funny because she's received a bit of uh, shit this week because she had a go at Bryn on Instagram. And so she's received a bit of shit because she turned up to um, AFL legend Tom Hafey's funeral basically uh, with all of her breasts out. She just, just had a sign that said, like, R.I.P. across yeah, her breasts. Yeah, <laughs> you know, something, yeah. <laughs> it was very dignified for a funeral. It was good funeral attire. I don't have a problem with that sort you of thing. You don't have a problem no, with no, no. someone with no, their no, bats no, no, out no, no. at a funeral. No, I'm not talking about the dress. I'm talking about the situation. No. As long as both, like, he doesn't think that she's in love with him yeah. for even. She would be with him if he was poor. Nobody's yeah. going into that situation. Uh, aren't they? No. Let me read a few, a few quotes. <laughs> yeah, but that's Because all... Gabby says, anyone who says I'm with him for his money, I don't know how much money he had. <laughs> it's a lot, but I don't know exactly. I figured he was doing okay because you can usually tell when someone is busy all day and working. Not true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm busy all day and working <laughs> and I have zero dollars. But I don't care as long as both people go into it knowing... What the deal is, which I think they. You're do. not a hater, Beck. I'm, I'm a not, hater. I'm not a hater. I'm a hater, and this is what she has to say to me. She says, "It's good that I'm a really huge fan of hip hop because I know what a hater is." <laughs> <laughs> wait, they wait. did invent that word. Wait for it. <laughs> I know haters have one job, and that's to hate. <laughs> but haters can be on their job while I get out there and grind. That's how it works. I didn't know she was. Yeah, she's an getting out there poet. and grinding. I didn't know she was a poet as well. So she's out there on her grind. You say she's all right. She's fine. And also, she's a very good mother because uh, Greco. She has a daughter. She's going back to New York to take care of her cat, Aww. which is called Baby Kitty. Oh, I like that. I have to go home and look after her. She's my buddy. Oh, that's cute. I like her. Maybe I'll marry her. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'll Gabby steal Greco. her from we Jeffrey. We salute you. 
Beck, let's just get right into it. I think it's time for News Minute. Hi, this is News Minute. I'm Rebecca Shaw. Radar Online has reported that Will and Jada Pinkett Smith are under investigation by child services after a photograph of Willow Smith lying in bed with a 20-year-old man went viral. I think everyone should calm down. Willow was obviously just chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool. In an interview with Jimmy Kimmel, Adam Sandler has said that he chooses movie locations based on where he would like to vacation. Based on the quality of his last 10 movies, here's hoping he gets a sudden desire to go on vacation to the Bermuda Triangle. The 9-11 Museum is set to incorporate a restaurant because Guy Fieri's American Kitchen and Bar shouldn't be the most depressing restaurant in New York City. A substitute teacher in New York has been fired for asking her fourth grade class who she should date. The teacher says while she's upset over the dismissal, she's now very happy with Jeremy, who knows a lot of numbers and is allowed to catch a subway all by himself. And now here's Peter with sport. Well, it's almost state of origin time again, and you know what that means. No fuckwits at the movies on a Wednesday night. My favourite state of Oregon side is definitely East Idaho. Go geography! Gay NFL star Michael Sam is still being forced to defend kissing his boyfriend on national TV after widespread public outcry. Meanwhile, two women performed cunnilingus on each other and then both were brutally murdered on TV last night, ensuring yet another ratings high for Law & Order SVU. And finally, I unfollowed the Westfield Matildas on Twitter. Westfield Matildas, you burnt. And sports. Beck, we're still here at the march. We're giving peace a chance. Yes, finally, someone is. <clears throat> and sorry if I'm a bit more nasal than usual this week, but I, uh, I had to have a cold coming on. And it happens when I'm like mentally and emotionally exhausted. Like my body's like, hey, wait up. <laughs> and everything shuts down. Uh, Anyway, this is interesting. You've got a hard life. You I do have a hard, hard life. life. Uh, but a lot of people are struggling at the moment, Beck. That's true. And that is why people are doing things like the March in May, mm-hmm. uh, other than to get on the internet and on Tumblr accounts. BuzzFeed. <clears throat> Some people are doing it for that. Uh, <laughs> do you have any names you want I, to say? Yes, I'll list them. I, uh, they're Don't all list them. <laughs> they're all friends of mine. <laughs> Okay, good. Um, no, no, I don't think so. I, I think activism is great. Yes. And if I didn't have a lot of episodes uh, of TV to catch up on, I'd be out there as well. <laughs> no, we all have our bear. Uh, <laughs> Cross to bear. But I think it's our obligation, Rebecca, as a as a pop culture podcast yes. with an audience of upwards of 12 people <laughs> that we talk about the budget for a little bit too. Yeah. It has been a few weeks <clears throat> since it's been released. Um, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can do whatever we want. Let's do a wrap up. Let's do a budget wrap, wrap, wrap up. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I G G Y. That's something I heard recently. It's a mum's spaghetti, right? Yeah. Right, you guys? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's a good intro. I think oh, you didn't put much effort into it. I can't wrap. You can beatbox. No, I can't. You, okay, you beatbox. I beat my I'll... box. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> it's different. So, yes. Where should we begin? Well, we can't talk too much about it because no. we're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of problems with the budget, and my main problems are the new start stuff, okay. which I can't understand. Well, essentially, it's. You have to wait for – if you're under yeah, the age I, of 30, you have to wait for six months. I mean, I do understand dog. what they're saying, but yeah. I don't understand how people are going to survive. To survive in that six months, particularly if you've been kicked out of home. Well, that's the thing. It's – it's, and then Joe uh, – Chris Pine says it's only like – or Joe Hockey, I mean. Um, they're very different. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Um, you have to wait six months and then six months on, six months off. But people should earn or learn – but what about people who have a degree but they can't find work? Yeah. Anyway, all that stuff bothers me. And, and, and it is going to hurt. Uh, I, I know a lot of musicians have spoken out about it as well. Yeah. Um, because 
I mean, when you're pursuing something creative, and yeah. creative people, by the way, can contribute the most to economy yeah. in, in taxes. Yeah. You look at, uh, you know, I know that sort of beam's been going around for a couple of days of J.K. Rowling, the fact that she uh, was on welfare for a while. And yeah, exactly. She may have never written Harry Potter and she has contributed millions of dollars yeah. to uh, in tax, uh, you know, to the economy in Britain. And so... If our artists have to survive a little while on welfare, so be it. I yeah. think that's okay. And we don't have enough arts programs in Australia. Arts has been cut as well as part yeah. of this budget, of course. But so, there's enough money for school chaplains. Of course there is, Rebecca. And also the thing, like that super bothered me, but then the fact that they've also cut that they can be secular youth workers, they have to be religious now. <sighs> just made me so furious. Well, so what happens? what happens if you're like, if you're a gay kid in a rural town, yes. you go to school, you've got no one there you can talk to, then what if you get kicked out of your house? Yeah, so you're a gay kid, your chaplain is telling you that, uh, well, you know, you're going to hell. in the Bible, yeah. it does say you go to hell if you're gay. Uh, parents find out, they get kicked out of home. You and can't get new stuff for six months. welfare. Yeah. Oh. And so they just die. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, that actually is problem solved. Well, I think you know what that's obviously a very outrageous scenario. Not really. Well, I, I, I think like yeah. that you wouldn't have friends or something. But that doesn't matter. People shouldn't be put in that position. I, I know. And and but we've got to think about these scenarios. If that yeah. happens to even one young person, that's still one young person too exactly. many. Anyway, let's talk about the more important GP co-payments. No. Francis Abbott oh, getting caught Francis smoking. Oh, Francis Abbott getting caught smoking. Yeah. What a dirty girl. <laughs> smoking <laughs> is a dirty practice. So she's a dirty girl. Uh, and my grandmother says it makes you look whorish. Oh, um, I don't agree with that. I think it makes people look hot. I actually do. I, You know what? I think I was telling someone the other day, I I, I had an exchange student staying with, with us for a while and mm. we had to kind of entertain him. He was from Italy and we brought him around to all the Gold Coast tourist locations because oh, that's, that's where we vacayed. And, Going uh, from Italy to the Gold Coast, what a lucky guy. But he was a bit of a chain smoker and mm. I have never smoked in my life. Yeah. But I really enjoy the um, the feeling of holding a cigarette. Yeah. So I used to like when he would go to the bathroom, I was like, no, no, keep your lit cigarette. I'll, I'll just hold it for you. And I used to be like, yeah, <laughs> looking around. <laughs> At yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Mm. I, love, I love holding a cigarette. One of the most fun things you can do. I, I kind of sometimes think about buying a pack of cigarettes just to hold them. <laughs> can we um, get this podcast into schools? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Anyway, Frances busted smoking by the paps. By paps with her boyfriend, who yeah. is handsome. He is handsome. In a very She's beautiful. In a very liberal way. Yeah, they're both yeah. like a beautiful, stereotypical liberal, liberal couple. Yeah. But you know what? Fucking don't take pictures of her having a ciggy. Who cares? What do you mean? And it was like she's caught smoking. Well, why can't she smoke? It's perfectly legal. Because her dad used to be the health minister. So what? And it's a dirty. She's not it's her dad. It's a thing for dirty girls. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> um, just just leave her alone. Well, that brings that us regard. to a, a thing I did want to discuss, and it is uh, whether the children of politicians are fair game, yeah. whether we should be able to criticise them. Now, my theory on Francis Abbott, and, and we should explain why Francis has been in the media this week if people have been uh, sleeping under rocks because of the new stuff. As they will be. Yeah. <laughs> um, sleeping If you've been boxes. under a rock living, uh, Frances Abbott, what, she got a $60,000 scholarship and yeah. the person who gave the scholarship was a donor of her dad. Yeah, the school, the guy, the chairman of the school is a friend of her dad. Okay. The White House Institute of Design. Which, is it the prestigious? But the White House, it's a school of design. I hate to be a job snob, but <laughs> it's a school of design. It's not yay or law. But $60,000 is a lot of money. Yeah, I yeah, suppose. So, it's more than I earn. Yeah, it's yeah. more than a TAFE course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they said that it was based on merit and coincidentally those things always go to people already rich and privileged. <laughs> yes. Um, and no, it's only been awarded one other time. And it's, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it's like a an occasional scholarship. It's been awarded once and it's on their website it said it's for people who had shown talent throughout the school but she'd never it would happen before she went there but so. is it true that she works there now yeah and then she got a job there but there's no job role yeah. it's just her name i think new matilda 
yeah. uh, did a bit of an investigation and uh, looked up the job role, and everyone else has like a defined position except Francis. Yeah. Has like a blank check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, then the thing came out about Louise Abbott yesterday because oh, she's working for DFAT overseas. Okay. Um, and like they said that some of the foreign affairs staff are upset that she has that role. Anyway, it's all very – I'm sure it's all based on merit and they're really <laughs> they're talented. They're very talented. Well, we've seen some of Frances's work. Well, that's and I don't want to be snarky, although I live for it. Uh, she has a, and a blog and she's written a whole bunch of entries um, and she is not very good at writing. Maybe she's good at design. My thing is, okay – the scholarship and everything, I think it's totally fine to talk about that because yes. it indicates what kind of person Tony Abbott is mm-hmm. and especially because the whole thing with like declaring gifts yes. and the whole thing with privilege and um, how unfair the whole system is and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But for for a new site to put her work up and say, judge this, yeah. like I think that's a step too far in my opinion. Well, we should always judge people on what they say say uh and i do think that not all politicians children are fair game however when you become part of that process like she did during the election yeah and she has since she is constantly out there yeah representing her but dad representing his policies you can't pick and choose when you yeah, want the media attention but it's still her dad like it's still not i'm sure she like we don't know if he it was her idea to go on the campaign trail. I doubt that it was. Um, but as, it is true. As Heidi Klum says in Project Runway, you're either in or you're out, okay? Well, I liked um, Marie Cardi's tweet, which was like, because Tony Abbott said, I've always said families should be kept out of the front line. That's the way I've always tried to run my political operation. Families should be left out of it. And she said, wait, do you mean except for when you paraded them around like delicious cabanossi during the last election? <laughs> um, yeah. Which, okay, I... Take that point, and I think it's totally fair enough, and he's a total hypocrite for doing so. But I think there is a line where you're crossing talking about her and talking about the situation yes. and making it personal to her, and I don't think that is particularly fair. And it's the same thing with people, like with Rush Limbaugh attacking Chelsea Clinton oh, and that sort of thing. Like there's a line that you cross where you're taking it to a personal level that isn't cool. Well, I did actually look that up this morning because I thought, well – what reaction has there been to the children of particularly leaders, prime ministers and presidents? And obviously I think the Rush Limbaugh one is the one that really jumps out at you because Chelsea Clinton was like every 13-year-old ever. She went through an awkward phase. Rush Limbaugh... Do you want me me to go through what he did? Well, I've got the quote as well, but if you want to read it... No, you go. Oh, God, don't make me do all the fucking work. You just said it. Rush Limbaugh said uh, on his radio program... Everyone knows the Clintons have a cat. Socks is the White House cat. But did you know there is also a White House dog and held up a picture of a 13-year-old girl, Chelsea Clinton? What a fucking man made of spiders. What's so disgusting. And also, it is one of my favourite shows, but SNL even crossed a bit of a line. They they compared a 13-year-old Chelsea to, um, who was it? Uh, Al Gore's daughter, possibly. Ah, uh, right. And like, look, this one's sexy and this one's... It's like, no, neither of them are sexy. They're 13. Like, if if it happened to Tony Abbott's daughters, it's just as problematic if it happens to a left-wing person. We daughters. were talking about, well, smoking and what yeah. that says about Tony Abbott. Does Francis smoking reflect on his leadership at all? And there is, I suppose, historical precedent for that in Australia, although on a much... Uh, more upsetting scale because people will remember if you're as old as Beck and I, JK, I wasn't born yet. Uh, Rosalind Hawke uh, was Bob Hawke's daughter. Yeah. Uh, she was married at this point. She had a relationship with the Whiteleys, Brett Whiteley, the mm. artist, and her and her husband and the Whiteleys were into a bit of heroin. Mm-hmm. And so Rosalind was a drug addict and that was – revealed at the very, I suppose, height of Bob Hawke's popularity. And people will remember he made a very emotional yeah. speech about it. Do you think if that was – if so if we caught 
a leader's... I don't want to say Francis Abbott. I'm not <laughs> no. saying... I don't want to imply Francis Abbott is doing heroin. Okay. <laughs> I, I will make a lot of outrageous statements I'm going to tweet on that quote. <laughs> I'm not going to say Francis Abbott is doing heroin. But if that were to happen today, do you think he would lose his job? No, I don't think so. Well, it depends how they would approach it. But you can't judge people on their, on their children. children. Like you can a little – you can judge them but based on how they've – how they've they brought up. If he yeah, but I suppose so all bad like, parents – all people who are addicts have bad parents. No, that's well, not see, the case. I, well, I don't think a bad parent means a bad prime minister. But what it comes back to is we shouldn't have that sort of no. insight because he – Tony Abbott shouldn't be parading around his daughters. And also just because – you're doing drugs doesn't mean you were raised wrong. Yeah, exactly. You're just having fun. (laughs) I think what a lot of people's issue is, is it comes down to the fact Tony Abbott has no leg to stand on because he can't say Mm -hmm. we've got to keep family out of it when he didn't keep the family out of it. And that's, I think the hypocrisy is what a lot of people are attacking. I just don't like to see it cross over into like sexist attacks or attacks about their personal, you know, a personal attack on the children. Well, I, I think we've decided then. Shake hands. I don't know what we've I think, decided. I think we've decided we can make fun of Francis Abbott is what <laughs> yeah. I took from it. Cool. We're going to walk away with that now. But you just got to be able to sleep at night and that's my thing. Well, I don't so sleep we all at have night our anyway. own standards. I don't either really. So. Full of sex. Let's take a break. He went away and you hung around and bothered me every night. And I wouldn't go out with you. You said things that weren't very nice. My boyfriend's back and you're gonna be in trouble. Hey, la, hey, la, my boyfriend's When you see him coming, better cut out on the double. Hey, la, hey, la, my boyfriend's back. You've been spreading lies that I was untrue. Beck, we're back. We're still here at the March in May. Um, no one's here yet. It's really weird. I think there are, there's a group of uh, old Italian men playing chess over there, <laughs> and they might be here for it. They don't look very angry, though. No. Uh, I think they're from the socialist alternative. <laughs> <laughs> they're used to Tony Abbott winking uh, yeah. about them. Yep. Um, but we do have a movie to discuss today, and we're going to do it in a bit of an unorthodox fashion, because we're talking about uh, the 1996 thriller Fear, and... We're going to put a call through to our friend Brody Lancaster, who's Aww, a great... Uh, is she our friend? Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> if we say so. <laughs> I've met her. She's my friend. Oh. She's probably not friends with you. No, we're not quite friends. No. Uh, she is a writer for Rookie. She is also the editor of Film Fatale. Which I just ordered the fourth issue this morning, so and you should definitely check that out. There's some there's some good writing there in this issue particularly. Oh, is there? Yeah. I didn't from know someone. About that. Someone has a good essay in it. What did uh, what did someone write about? Oh, just about uh female friendships and what it meant to them as a young boy growing up in uh, St George. Um so that's film with F I L double M E Fatals dot com. And Google it. Google it. Order it. And uh, let's call Brody. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. <laughs> We're like Foley artists. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Hi. Hi. Yes, How looking, are you? I'm watching Fear right now. You're looking what? She's watching Fear. I'm watching Fear Hi, Brody. Right Hi, Beck. How are you? I'm great. Okay, that's enough, you two. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> How does it feel? How does it feel to be on such a famous podcast? <laughs> Guys, I'm so excited. First off, I want to ask you and Beck because uh, you're both women. What? <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I want to ask you both, uh, who is more of a predator and who do you, are you scared of more? Um, Actual Mark predator. Wahlberg in Fear or Mark Wahlberg in real life? <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark Wahlberg in Fear. Mark I would in say, real life, I think it's yeah. too dumb to do anything. Yeah. I would say the actual predator is less <laughs> of a predator than Mark Wahlberg in Fear. He is, oh my I God, just, I found this movie so upsetting. Same. I haven't watched it in a couple of years and yeah. I had planned to watch it before you called and I pressed play about two minutes ago. Um, oh, well, you've seen all the best bits then. Pardon? <laughs> 
You've seen all the best bits. Yeah, I've then. seen all the best bits. I just saw the bit where they like see each other for the first time in the pool hall, oh, yeah. and he so he like rubs his fist up and down a pool cue <laughs> yeah. while he's staring at her. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. I that was a scene that. for all the gay men in the yeah. audience. By the way, it. yeah, Peter. Um. Do you know what I when I first turned this movie on, like the first comment I made was, Ooh, it's ninety six minutes. And like <laughs> yeah. that was so exciting for me. I like I think they should put that on the poster, like, hey guys, it's ninety six minutes. Like, you know I was actually gonna tweet that because after watching like Armageddon and stuff, which is four hundred hours long, I love a short, I love movie. A short yes. movie. But also um, it's so it's so tense. And you know the bit where because I was just um because I haven't seen it in a while, I forget or like you you pretty much only rem- like I'm sure we'll get to it, but you pretty much only remember the fingering and like the dog. Um, but then, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> not together, not together. <laughs> well, um, but the opening part where the dad is like running through his like private wood, and you remember that like Mark Wahlberg knows the code to get into the house because it's like a compound. Hey, in the beginning of this movie, though, the the thing that I found really odd was that. They kind of set up this weird sexual tension between CSI dad and Reese. And I thought, like, why are they doing that? Why is that? Because the way he looks at her is kind of lingering. Yeah. When she's, she's wearing like a sundress and yeah. he's like, you can't wear that, you slut. Basically. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, that's just a, a slut. slut in the movie, doesn't he? Ah uh, no, his the stepmom calls her judging a slut. Amy. Judging Amy judges her. Yeah. Oh yeah. For we- but it's for wearing too much makeup, which a slut wears, obviously. That's right. yeah. But I thought CSI Dad was pretty hot though. Got that creepy like thing where he has a double chin even when he's he's looking up. <laughs> <laughs> Not like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want my double chin all the time. One of the most upsetting parts of this movie was um, the fact that Reese Witherspoon didn't want to go to a James Taylor concert. <laughs> I was like, you are such an ungrateful She'd bitch. already been to one. Yeah, when she was six, as if she would remember that. How far are you guys into the, into the like, have you set up a lot of fear already so far? No. By the time you called no. me? This is it. Okay. This is it. This is, you know, we're doing it, mate. <laughs> we're oh, right in it. Oh, okay, this is it. Um, but they do set up a weird thing where it's, it's either she is Mark Wahlberg's property or she's her dad's property. Yeah, she's like never that's her through, own property. No, that's throughout the whole thing. And she looks so... Real purity ball. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I'm surprised there wasn't a scene that was cut out. But she's so fresh-faced and young and pretty in this movie, though. How old was she, I wonder? Mm, she's 12. Okay, good. Glad it's not creepy <laughs> it was, then. It was 96, so I guess she was like, I don't know, 16 maybe? Hey, have you guys, either of you, been to a rave? Because I haven't, and I was wondering how accurate the rave depicted in this movie was. Well, I liked it because it they're just implying that all the freaks are there, so they've got, like, two men kissing yeah. on the dance floor. Like, whoa. So, like, this is where all the freaks go. <laughs> um, I've never been to a rave, but if people were wearing really wide leg pants, I feel like it's accurate. Yeah, I read Anna's story, so I didn't go to any raves, Peter. Yeah, Same. But- <laughs> I read Anna's story, so I was scared of drinking too much water. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an idiot. I loved that Alyssa Milano, who looks about 14 years older than Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> yeah. And she just says things like, she's like one step away from like, blowing out a cigarette and talking like Maya Rudolph. Like, she's just like a caricature of like an, an old sassy woman. But I love that she is a high school kid and she saw a really ugly older guy with a beard and like a gross leather jacket and was like, that's what I want, yeah. a piece of that. Like, I understand seeing Mark Warburg and being like... Oh, he's really hot. And uh, Alyssa also doles out really great advice to Reese. Like <laughs> when uh, she gets a black eye from uh, David McCall, played by Mark Wahlberg, uh, Alyssa doles out the advice that uh, he hits you. That's just his way of showing yeah. he loves you. <laughs> Good advice, that's Alyssa. The thing. <laughs> this movie was so upset. It's one of those ones that is now in the category of I watched at the time and didn't find it that problematic besides being scary. And now I'm watching it going girls shouldn't be watching this movie because he turns out to be a psycho, but she still takes him back after he almost kills her friend for no reason. Like, yeah. he beats the shit out so, of her. But, but so Reese starts dating Mark, and I know I only watched it two nights ago, but what's the first instance of him being a psychopath? Um, is it when he, like, does he say something to her dad? He, like, pushes her dad or something? It's It's after she sleeps with him, so you don't... 
it's like once she sleeps with him, then he like switches. Yeah. Because once you sleep with the guy, you're his. You're his. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, my, one of my favorite lines was. There are was so many lessons to be learned in fear. There is. I really found, what I found most upsetting, like he beat up, like he's a terrible psycho killer. Yeah. But when he's trying to seduce her, I found him even as upsetting then. Like he has that Marky Mark voice where he's like whisper talking low. He's like, hey, I really love you, you yeah, know? Yeah, I hate it so much. He's like got a Boston accent, but it's kind of sweet. Yeah. They make out for the first time mm. and he go. he's the most disgusting kisser well, I've ever seen in my entire life. But one of the, one of the observations on line that i found was like maybe on the fear message board on the fear message board which i've been going to for years now i'm one of the top (laughs) highest rating members but one of the most common theories is that he kisses that way intentionally because that's the way a stalker would kiss because it's very possessive oh my god you don't think so like when he when he like chews her cheek off before getting to her mouth yeah no that's disgusting i don't think that's the way mark Wahlberg really kisses it's so it's so it's like he no it's like he read a thing in dolly magazine being like how to kiss open your mouth yeah and like don't don't use your tongue until you're not too much tongue married or something I just want to cut right to the chase and let, let's talk about it. Let's, let's just, let's just get it over with. Reese's sexual awakening to wild horses on a roller coaster in a theme park. Oh my God. But I spoke to my mum about it this morning. Of I course said, you did. I said, we we're talking about fear. And mother, said, what's fingering? <laughs> no, I said, I said, mother, I said, what does it mean when a man puts his hand in between a lady's legs on a roller coaster? I said, mum, in, in the movie fear, Someone gets fingered on a roller coaster and her, and she'll listen to this by the way, her response was, so you can finger someone anywhere. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's true. True. But you know, I thought the logistics would be quite hard on a roller coaster. It's like you're, very bumpy. It's, it's like bumpy doing ride. on an aeroplane. It's like not very spacious. This, and how This roller coaster seemed to have an incline that lasted about 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like the Tower of Terror where you just like, you're just waiting for it to yeah. drop. Oh, thank God he didn't do it on the Tower of Terror. She probably would have come out of mouth. He would have lost his hand. <laughs> um, because initially I thought, when it first started happening, I thought maybe I don't remember it and he doesn't actually finger her. He just like, like roots around in there. He lost something. But he full on, he full on does it. And she, there's no way she. But like, she was like directing him. She was like, she was in control of that finger. But there's no way it's like ten seconds of fingering, and you're like, oh, that's the best orgasm of my life. But it's her first, I assume. Oh, and, and meanwhile, it is a classic third date move as well. You know, like first date, uh, like restaurant, second date movies, third date fingering on yeah. a roller coaster. <laughs> but um, he was able to do that because every top anyone wore under the age of forty was a midriff yeah. top. It was the best. It's so nineties. But anyway. Can someone explain to me the roller coaster scene and then... P.S. there are people directly behind them and her head is like rolling back. And, you're... <laughs> and also, what about the photo like that you take on the <laughs> yeah. Dream World roller coaster? That's true. The photo <laughs> Every... you buy afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people like, woo, and yeah. she's getting fingered. <laughs> Can I buy a copy of that? Every man. If that only comes we on... could all have a picture of like our sexual awakening. Good for her. She's got a memento for life. That's good. But I just wanted to talk about the sex scene because oh, his, body, his, his body is amazing. amazing. His body be banging. But he does... <laughs> There is zero foreplay. Yeah. He gets into the bed. He kisses her three times. I rewound it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't see any problem with this so far. <laughs> and then he enters her yeah. after three kisses. That's it. And I'm like, yeah. you can't just finger someone on a, you can't finger someone on a roller coaster three days before and have that be enough. You got to do something else. I didn't else. realize there were defined rules. Well, there is if you want to satisfy your lady. I don't. I don't want to satisfy. Um, <laughs> I do like that when um CSI dad comes into her bedroom. And he's like, you're ruining your life because he sees the condom. Yeah. Like, she's clearly using protection. What do you want, CSI yeah. dad? Would you rather see, like, just random semen everywhere? Just jizz everywhere. <laughs> and he is from CSI, so he's probably got one of those blue lights that he can oh shine God. over the bed. <laughs> what does he do on CSI? I've never watched the CSI. Oh, he's the main guy. Yeah. He spends a lot of time in this in this movie, like, in his office putting, like, documents in envelopes, like, being really yeah. busy. <laughs> so I imagine he does exactly the same thing. 
He's got the movie job, like the fake movie job architect that yeah. no one like ever little has. Tiny like scale model buildings around stuff. Like the dad in the Brady Bunch movie. Yeah. <laughs> Can we cut to uh, obviously Mark becoming a very possessive stalker oh. because my favorite bit of this movie is the confrontation with the dad. When uh, they drive a little while away from school pickup, yep. and he says to CSI Dad, "You know, Steve, you're really not a faggot." And Steve gets very <laughs> upset. But I'm like, Steve, he's take saying, it as a compliment. He's he said you're, you're not, not one. <laughs> yeah, he's so sensitive. He also says to Steve, um, "I know you ain't keeping up your deal with the missus because if you were, she wouldn't be all over my stick." Yeah. So, um, has Lord Michaels heard this impression, Peter? <laughs> uh, this is my audition. Okay. This entire podcast. This, really. and then you do your Chris Pine, and then you're in. Oh, my Chris Pine. Yeah. Never. Um, Never again. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, my favorite bit is the tattoo he scratches oh, yeah. into himself. Oh my god! Remind he me give, what the tattoo was. He, it's after she dumps him, and he cuts into his chest and then gets ink in his a hand and pen. smears it all over yeah. his chest. It's very sexy. Oh but the tattoo is <laughs> Nicole, the letter four, and EVA forever. It's like a 13-year-old girl. It's oh, my so God. So I could not stop and laughing. I was like, if he wanted to say something really romantic, it would be Nicole five ever because we all know that means, you know, a little bit more. Hashtag YOLO. Yeah. Oh, God, it was so good. Can we just talk about also, one thing I always am curious about, because you know how when they come into the like the house at the end and everyone's inside and all his friends are trying to break in? Like, I, I always wonder in movies slash real life, when that conversation happens between, like, pals who like to play pool together and, like, meet Alyssa Milano... When they have that conversation, that's like, let's go and murder the family. Yeah. Are you in? <laughs> because they do it in revenge because he breaks in and, like, trashes their stuff. And so you're going to go and mass murder an entire <laughs> family because they trash. Like, one of them is a psycho. That would take, like, five psychos all getting together and being like, yeah, let's go mass murder this little boy and a dog and a- his wife. And, of course, the most traumatic part of the movie is... The death of Kaiser. The death of Kaiser. Oh, so upsetting. But, Kaiser, but Kaiser's a shit dog. Kaiser's a shit guard dog. What are you talking about? Oh, well, he's he's very welcoming of strangers. Only if Mikey Mark, because he knows him. He has his sense. He knows him. But dogs are supposed to have an extra sense. They're supposed to know when people are bad. Are you saying the dog was asking for it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Some victim blaming a dog that got his head chopped off. And, put and also Kaiser's a shit name. Kaiser kind of like reminds me it's of the German war. Shepherd. Yeah. I don't like it. It's a Nazi dog. Yeah, it's a Nazi dog. It should be called Hitler or nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Fuhrer. Yeah. And I did not see the little boy being the hero of this movie. I forgot about that. Because Wait, what did he do again? Remind me. He because they're all trapped in the house. He did he did nothing. Yeah, he did nothing. That's why I didn't see it coming, is that he they're attacking the house, blah blah blah, and they're all gonna die. They've killed the security guard. And then um, he sneaks out the window to run to the car phone and calls nine one one. So all these movies are so rendered invalid if mobile phones exist. Um, we should wrap it up, but I do. Do, do you like when I say hi, hey guys? Too is that charming? Um, yeah. I I did want to wrap. I it like up. it when you tell us when to yeah. speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Women love that. Uh, the first, I, I just have a few facts to share before we go. It was discussed a couple of years ago that Justin Bieber would remake this movie, playing the Marky Mark role. Uh-oh, Brady. Oh <laughs> Calm down, everyone. Um, that would be the worst thing to ever happen. I want to see it. Do you know what I would love it? To, I, I would love that, for that to happen, but for Reese Witherspoon to still play Nicole now. Because Reese <laughs> but drunk, now but drunk. has fucking yeah. given up. She's just like, I don't give a shit. The real Reese is out and she's crazy. I would love that. I they love asked it. Reese about it and she said, oh, really? Fine. Great. That'd be cool. Would he be playing me or is he playing Mark Oh, my God, Reese. <laughs> Good for her. I like it. Peter has a theory that she's secretly racist. Yeah, I oh, definitely yeah, think she's a racist. Yeah. Shut up. Leave no, her No, she is a racist. Oh, um, can I share, <laughs> can I share with you yeah. some... Sorry. Yeah. I, I want to sh- talk about Freeway one oh. day. 
Freeway. Haven't I've you never seen, seen that? Freeway. Oh, it's so good. She swears so much. It's her real self. Anyway. I've got some Mark Wahlberg facts oh, to wrap up. Are they how up. much of a terrible actor he is? Okay. A couple of years ago, Mark Wahlberg was asked to name the sexiest superhero. Who do you think he named? <laughs> Can you name yourself? No, no, no. A superhero in a yeah. movie that Mark Wahlberg uh. would find sexy. Um, Wolverine. The Hulk. He said, um, hit girl from Kick-Ass, who of course was She's... 10 years old. Are you serious? <laughs> Could you be serious? <laughs> oh my god. I am Fucking serious. Hell. He's a um, weird guy. He's also a distant relative of Madonna, and therefore he is also a distant relative of Celine Dion because mm-hmm. Madonna and Celine are somehow related. Oh my god. So, in summation, this movie is very upsetting. Do not let your young girls watch it. Unless they want to know about fingering, because it is important. Brody, thanks for talking to us. We're yeah, going to go thanks, off and Brody. do, You're do welcome. Uh, shit. Thank you for calling me, finally. Oh. When you come to Brisbane, you're going to be on a full episode. And you are coming to Brisbane. When are you coming? Oh, I guess I'm never going to be on a full episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a shame. The longest I've been in Brisbane is like three hours maybe when my plane was late. Okay, well, we'll see you at the airport. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. Hi, guys. It's Hart. I'm a typical lesbian lover from another mother with boobs and a vagina. It's all necessary. And today... We're going to be talking about lesbian issues that need to be discussed and addressed pronto, like right now. Here we go. Rebecca, we haven't done this in ages. And we also Been haven't funny. done... <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a joke and you just ruined oh, it. I sorry. Saying, and we also haven't done lesbian news. Oh. Just gonna, you know, it's another mm. joke about us having sex. Although uh. we actually are, we are doing, we are doing, we are doing it. We are like when we joke about it, we actually are also doing at it. the same time. Yeah. Is joking. It's, about it's, a, it's very meta. It's very exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rebecca, we haven't done lesbian news in a while because I live lesbian news, so I don't think of it every you day. You are is your lesbian. own news. Channel. I am my own lesbian news. Mm-hmm. What have you got for us? Well, first, I wanted to talk about the thing that happened with Ellen DeGeneres and the Catholic school. Did you okay, hear about I heard this? a little bit about it. So, they were having an Oscar-themed graduation dance. What gay school is this? And it was a Pennsylvania Catholic school. So, if you think Oscars and dancing, yeah. you would never think Ellen DeGeneres, no, I suppose. Ridiculous. No, ridiculous. So, she made an invitation and it had a picture of Ellen on the front. Who's she made an invitation? The principal. Okay. Uh, Women can be principals. Oh, what? <laughs> Sorry. When you say she, <laughs> who are you talking about? Um, and so she sent it out and then they had a lot of complaints mm-hmm. because Ellen is a lesbian and shouldn't be used what? in an invitation. Yeah. Yep. So she's demanding that students return the invitations so she can destroy them because she's destroy made Destroy them? Yeah, like, I don't Why know what they're fucking going to do. Bin? Do a witch fucking... The a blood of, the yeah, front of the exactly. School. She said in an email to parents that it was completely wrong to use a generous Who image. Said? She, the Mateo, principal. Yeah, sorry. The principal said, <laughs> "She is." Remember when kids just say she is the cat's, cat's mother? mother? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, it was wrong to use her image because the lesbian entertainer lives her life outside the teachings of the Catholic Church. Mm, that's true. Um, and that she was obviously not thinking when she used the photo. Perhaps I was distracted by the Oscar she wrote describing the talk show host as a poor role model. I need every single invitation returned and I will personally destroy them. Isn't okay. that bonkers? Personally destroy them. She's like pissing on them or something. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. That's a bit crazy. That's incredibly crazy. Ellen, why would you want – Ellen's the most like – harmless like no edge like she's anyway i think ugh, that is just it's 2014 guys come on nancy mateo principal oh nancy mateo yeah. um and the second thing i want to talk about is the new show faking it have you heard of it no oh. i haven't heard of it so it's a series where it's created for mtv mm-hmm. and it's not a reality show okay um it's about these two girls who they're in a, the suburbs of Austin in Texas. Okay. And it's basically flipped it because what they do is pretend to be lesbians because it's cool. Oh. Yeah, because the gay kids, like, are the cool kids. Are they? Yeah. Okay. And so, <laughs> and so they, um, 
kid, but then one of them starts to think, I think I am a lesbian. Uh oh. So it gets That's very not cool complicated. Anymore. It's only cool to pretend. No, no, no. It's, oh. tra- there's like a, ba- a baddie character who's like trying to expose them for not being lesbians. Oh. Because it's so cool to be lesbians. This is very confusing. It's not confusing. I've only watched one episode and it's going to be interesting to see if it turns into something really offensive which mm. it quite possibly could because they're basically like yeah anyway but once again you will watch anything with a lesbian yeah, central character or theme running through oh it. so like five things in my whole life yes i will thanks um and then the last thing the oranges new black season two is coming out soon yes are you referring to oranges the new oranges black? not my joke the new black um are you excited very excited. I can't wait. I've seen some stills and it looks really Is good. Is old mate back the uh, the character who uh, almost got killed in the uh, finale? Yeah. She's back? Yeah, I think okay, so. Okay, good. Um, and there was a great article that came out. Did you read it? Oh, oh yes, I did read that. Yeah, okay. I did read A great article came out. No more information. <laughs> did you read it? Yes, I did. Of course I did. Fucking hell. With lesbian news and Orange is the New Black. Lesbian That's all news, you can... By the way, lesbian news is so vague. You're like, there's a high school somewhere, a principal. The, oh, no, you say there's a high school somewhere. She wrote this. <laughs> Who? I said the principal. Did you read an article? <laughs> Not what article? I don't. There's I... a new show. Something happens. Really? <laughs> you just don't hell. pay attention. No, lesbian news is just vague. Is this the way all lesbians are? <laughs> yes. You're, very a writer bad. called Lauren Morelli, okay. a writer for Orange is the New Black, the TV show that was created for Netflix. Yes. That just, do you want some more fucking yes, I information? Do. I want all the information. Um, she wrote an article about film writing and filming the first season of Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Did you read this article? I think I did. Okay. Now. Yes. <laughs> so you still don't fucking know even with all the information. You're the worst. I know what happens in the end. Spoiler alert. Anyway, she got married. Yes. She was married for five months. Mm -hmm. To Jason Biggs. No. And then she realized that she was a lesbian. She went through Mm -hmm. the process writing. So she got married, had no inkling that she was a lesbian when she got married, and... uh, Although, of course, she fucking did and then destroyed. Well, some people don't. What are you talking about? I don't know. I think some, I think people know. No, they don't know. Yes. And she said, the thing is, even when you find yourself in a minority, there's always a majority. They say, if I was really gay, I would have known when I was younger. There was a prescribed narrative and everything about my own story challenged the accepted one, which I thought was a really good point. Is she an older woman or is she a young woman? I think she's in her thirties or something. So I, I know that's like a trend with older, older ladies who yeah. after like 45 years of marriage go, I think I might be a lesbian. Yeah, well, I don't think, I honestly think, I know some people who that happened for them, that they mm-hmm. they just think like it's never crossed their mind until yes. they see something or some moment and they think, or they wreck, because there's not that much representation, so it's hard like, to, if you don't see it represented, to know that that could be you. Because yes. you think everything you're feeling is just normal. Because she thought, why do I feel uncomfortable around lesbians? I mustn't like them. Mm-hmm. She said, you know, a lot of people, like, I just thought everyone would prefer to read a book than have sex. Like, they weren't sexual people. Mm-hmm. And she thought all these things until it just started dawning on her that she was, so, after seeing these moments, that she was like, fuck, maybe that is these feelings. What you're saying is that, not everyone prefers to read a book <laughs> to have sex. But I don't think that's fair to say that people know. I don't think that's true. And what she's saying is true. Hey, is mate, I'm, I'm the Carl Sandlands of the team. Okay? <laughs> that's true. I'm here to ma- make outrageous like statements. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're here to bring me back down to earth. That's how the fine roles. If we don't carry on with these roles, we're never going to get a fucking job in FM radio. <laughs> that's okay? true. No, okay, Dyke. Like. And I'm Pezza. <laughs> and we're in the cage. A wooga, a wooga. <laughs> Oh, God. And I've had enough uh, lesbian news. Let's go to a song by Tiesto. (laughs) Rebecca Shaw. Peter Taggart. Do you know my your name is spelt wrong in my phone? Oh my god. How how is it spelled? T A W G E R T. Taggart. Yeah. 
Tug it. You've known me for a while now. And by the way, my full correct spelling of my last name is in my Twitter name. Yeah, I which know. Which you see fairly often. Yeah, I just made him. I don't look at your so Twitter. I'm very prolific. No, you're not. I am. Also, this week you should follow uh, at Brody Lancaster, who we spoke to. You said her name really weird then. I'm going to spell Brody it. Brody Lancaster. You said Blacaster. I didn't say Blacaster. B R O D I E. L-A-N-C-A-S-T-E-R. And you can also follow me. Uh, I'm I don't know why you would bother. Tag- I talk over the top of me while I'm doing my Twitter handle. This don't is the tell only me work what I to do. do. <laughs> at Peter Taggart. And I'm at Brockle Snitch. Mm, yes. Everyone, that's mm. fine. Uh, every, what were you going to say? <laughs> everyone follows no. me anyway. Beck, I'm actually going to get out of here because I... <sighs> this is your house. Oh, no. With the- <laughs> Oh Shit. Sorry. Yeah, what, I meant what are you you're an environmentalist. About? The outside is your house. But nobody's turned up to the march in May. You know what? I'm going to say it. Leftists are fucking slack. Organise a protest, you dicks. We're the only ones here. We're the we're only slack. ones here. And I'm just barely a leftist. You are. <laughs> you're socially conservative, as I've always said. Yeah. Beck, what's your favourite protest anthem? Um, I don't know. <sighs> I know, but I feel like that we we have the chance to turn the pages over. Mm, we, we can write what we want to write. Yeah. We've got to make ends meet before we get much older. Oh, that's so true. Ooh, we're all someone's daughter. We're all someone's son. How long can, can we, we look, look at each other? other? Don't touch me. Down the barrel of a gun.